Hello, I'd like to welcome you back to our series on experiencing God in the small group. This is lesson number two. I want to recap real quick. Remember that last week we talked a little bit uh, about just remembering how to hear God's voice, uh, looking over the four keys, the four steps. We talked about right brain and left brain activity a lot, and uh, we talked about what it means to know uh, through personal encounter, and in fact, uh, that in order to know something or someone, we must start by listening. Uh, So today we're going to continue, and we're going to talk about who's the teacher of the class. Uh, And I think a lot of you probably will be able to figure out where this one's going. Uh, This lesson doesn't have a ton of content to it, um, but meaningful whenever it comes to either teaching the small group or even just being part of the small group. So let's open up with a word of prayer and then we'll step into our content. So Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we do thank you for this time that we've set apart to come into your presence and and hear the words that you want to speak to us, Lord God. We know that it doesn't matter who's teaching, Lord, because uh, you're just going to use that person as the vessel and you're going to teach each person individually something fresh and something new that needs to be uh, driven into their spirit. And so, Father, I thank you for this time and I pray, Lord God, that ears and hearts would be open and ready to receive from you. Father, we do thank you and give you praise in the name of Jesus. And all God's children said, Amen. Uh, if you took the five-fold ministry class with me several months ago, Uh, You remember that there's five different ministries that are talked about in the Bible. Uh, Some people called to be pastors, some teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists. Those are the main ministries um, of the church, not only the local church, but of the church global. And so today we want to talk specifically about the teacher. Uh, So oftentimes... uh, you know, obviously in a, in a large group setting, oftentimes the pastor takes on the role of the teacher. Uh, but whenever we boil down into a small group and there's only 10 or 15 of us, somebody has to assume the role of teacher in, uh, in that group so that we can uh, see what's going on, see what the Lord is bringing us to. But it's important for us to know that even when someone assumes the role of a teacher, remember if you did take this class, the importance there is on a teacher, because even when somebody takes on that role, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, is still the teacher, all right? So just like whenever I prayed, I kind of gave this whole lesson away whenever I opened with prayer, because when, when I prayed, I asked the Lord to teach you each. Use me as a vessel to speak the words, but that you wouldn't hear my voice, that you would hear the voice of the Lord uh, coming through me and, and, and ministering into your spirit so that whatever it is that you're going through, um, whatever it is that you need to hear and what you need to work on, God's gonna, God's gonna use this information, this content to build up your spirit. He is going to teach you something. All right. So as a human teacher, we are only facilitators of learning. All right. So I look in scripture and I see that Jesus was called what? Rabbi. That's a Hebrew term for what? Yes. Teacher. And you say, but 
you know, maybe, maybe you look at that and you say, but, you know, what did Jesus really teach? Well, Jesus taught parables. He, he taught so uniquely, so specifically that, you know, whoever it was that was listening in was going to be reached. Um, we've talked about this before where when Jesus began to speak, if he was in a crowd of fishermen, he used fishermen's terms so that the things that he was conveying would get across, okay? If he was in a group of city folk, he used city folk terms so that the point would be made. And so Jesus teaches in parables, so so they're, um, they're, they're figurative. And so I, I consider one of my favorite parables is when Jesus teaches um, that, that he's going to make these men fishers of men. And so he's talking to fishermen, and he's, he's using their lingo to say, listen, you might go out and, and bait your hook and catch a fish, but what I'm going to teach you to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to use my word, how to use the gospel to go out and, and throw a line and say, listen to this. This is good. You, you want to take a bite of this. All right? Uh, and, and so Jesus facilitated learning for these people. And they took, they took what Jesus taught and they ran with it. All right? And, and they began to, you know, apply it to life. I think that's oftentimes where we want to sort of fall short. Um, is we hear what's being taught. But it's so hard sometimes to apply it to daily life. You know, we hear teachings and, and they sound great. Um, you, you get into things and you're like, yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, that that's a pretty simple scripture. Um, I've heard that all my life in church. And I live it. Sure, sure I live it. I'm a Christian. But are you living that scripture the way that it's being taught? Um, are, are you just so used to hearing it that it's become old and dry? And, and so if that's the case, if, if you're hearing scriptures and you're like, yeah, I've heard this, um, tune up your ears, you know, maybe, maybe clean out the spiritual ears and listen closer because every time that you come to scripture, every time you come to the word of God, the Holy Spirit, who is the resident teacher, is going to bring you something fresh. All right? The, the Word of God is the living Word. Why? Because we serve a living God. I serve a risen Savior. We sing about it. All right? And if we serve a living God and a living Savior, then certainly the Word of His gospel is alive. And and. A word that is alive is going to come off the page. It's going to grab your attention. Something fresh is in there for you. But the teacher is going to facilitate that by bringing you into the presence of God and saying, turn with me in your Bible. Let's read this passage. And as you read, you, you look and you see what the Lord is saying. All right, that, that goes hand in hand with uh, the scripture from Habakkuk. Um, you know, I, I'm going to look and see what the Lord is saying to me. When you read the written word of God, look and see what it is that he's going to say. He wants to teach you something. 
All right? So, so a man may bring the teaching, but we are only the vessel. All right? In John 14, 26, Jesus talks about a helper that's going to come. And, and so that helper is the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't just pertain to, uh, you know, help in time of need, doesn't just pertain. That's, I, I personally believe that that's a pretty broad term. This helper is going to come. He's going to come and help you out when you're teaching, when you're singing, when you're lifting something. Um, I can tell you firsthand, if I go to move something heavy, sometimes I know that it's beyond my means and I'll say, Lord, I need your help with this. And where I really, as, as a physical man should fail, I'm able to do what I need to do. And I praise God when it happens because I know that he is the helper. And so if the Holy Spirit is the teacher and the helper, then, then that makes me the vessel. All right. So God has, God has called us, uh, some of us that is, to be teachers. And when you're called to be a teacher, you don't replace the resident teacher, the Holy Spirit. You simply act according to how he's called you. And so you begin to work under the operation of his spirit and you begin to lay out what it is that he has instructed you to write and what he has instructed you to teach. And I can tell you this, when I sit down and I write these lesson plans, I seek God and I say, Father, what is the information? Because in these, these, these courses that I teach, um, I, I, I change them slightly from how they're taught to me because I take what God showed me and I write a lesson plan based off of what God showed me so that God will show you something. And if you take one of these lessons and write a a lesson plan, then the lesson plan's probably going to look different even from what my lesson plan writes because we're, we're hearing separate things because we're at separate stages of life. And, and so the vessel is only being used by God. Now, there's one thing that I really think is necessary to cover here. Just because you are called to this role of pastor, teacher, apostle, prophet, evangelist, just because you're called into this role doesn't make you perfect. You know what God uses? God uses broken vessels, all right? What does that mean? That means that that the man behind this microphone is not perfect, all right? That means that the man behind the pulpit on Sunday morning isn't perfect. And if anyone ever tries to tell you that they are, I'm sorry, they're lying to you because nobody's perfect. And as, as teachers, as as men and women of faith, we're not perfect. We are broken, all right? But it's okay to be broken because, because when you are broken to a certain extent, God is the one that can use you to say, you know what? Down the street, there's somebody just as broken as you. There's somebody that, that's just as broken, except they don't know me. 
So I choose you, broken vessel, to go and teach, to go and evangelize. And so you sit down for coffee and you say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through this situation and it, it really tears me up. It beats me down. It, it really uh, puts weight around my ankles. And sometimes I just feel like I'm drowning. But then I look up and I say, yes, Jesus, you're here with me. And the person says, wait, what? You say, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't do it without Jesus. And right there, hallelujah, the door is open. All right? Because there was a broken vessel that was willing to be used. Somebody say amen. All right? Now, there's one thing in Scripture that is super necessary to talk about. And that is a a word of caution to teachers. All right, and it comes from James chapter 3 and verse 1. And we're actually taught that teachers are going to be held to a higher standard and a stricter judgment. All right? Yeah, remember, we're broken vessels. We're not perfect. But that's not what this verse is talking about. This verse means that you're going to stand accountable for every word that you teach. All right? Now, I have had people in my own life tell me that I'm going to go to hell because I teach people that they can hear the voice of God. I have actually had people say, Eric, you're going to go to hell. You can't hear the voice of God. I beg to differ because I know that in my heart of hearts, yes, here we go. I know that I know that I know. I have had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and I know that I can hear the voice of God. And I do not believe that I will, that I will stand before the Lord and be judged for, for teaching people that they can hear the voice of God too. I believe that God longs for relationship with his children. I believe that God created us to walk in fellowship with him. I believe that just like he created Adam and Eve and walked in the cool of the day with them in the garden, that he wants that with us. But because of a fallen world that fell into sin, it becomes more difficult. So yes, teachers will be held to a higher judgment. And that is why, as a teacher, you must be extremely cautious with what you put on your paper to teach. You have to be cautious that when you interpret scripture, you interpret scripture with another scripture. Don't interpret it with your own mind. Do not use your own reasoning. And we're going to get into reasoning a little further down the road. But you want to make sure that what you're teaching is solid and true to the core. Because if you get into false teaching, you are going to be held to a strict judgment. Alright? Um, that, that I think is very necessary for us to know. Because I think a lot of people uh, want, to, want to take on the role. They say, yeah, I want to teach a small group. But sometimes... You know, you you get so carried away with something and if you accidentally teach it wrong and somebody doesn't know the difference, then they can take that wrong teaching to their detriment. 
So use caution and, and be wise and seek the Lord when you're teaching because you will stand accountable for every word that you do teach. All right. I want to close with this scripture and I love this scripture. I know that I say that about every scripture that I close with, but this is, this is really a great scripture. First Corinthians 13 and verse 12. This is what it says. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, just as I have been known. What does that mean? That means right now, today, on earth, what we see as as Christian believers, as as God-fearing people, we, we see in the Spirit, and it's like a foggy mirror. We, we get a glimpse enough to know that that we can make some we can make some sense of what is there but soon there is coming a day that we shall no longer see in that fogged up mirror we shall see him face to face right now I can only know in part because the mirror is foggy but then but soon there is coming a day that I shall know the fullest of what is in that mirror, what is beyond that glass. I shall know fully just as I have been known. Hallelujah. All right, that's the way that God knows us. God knows us, hallelujah, to, to, the, to the finest hair upon our head. To, to the very last breath we will breathe. God knows you. So who's the teacher? Even if you're the teacher, guess what? Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the resident teacher, is still the teacher and will rule and reign. And he's going to use you because you were obedient to his call. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for this time. And I pray, Lord God, that if you are calling one of my brothers and sisters Uh, to the ministry of a teacher, I pray, Father, that they would respond in obedience. I pray, Lord God, right now that they would not find themselves uh, being bashful in your presence, but, Father, that they would stand and say, Yes, Lord, here I am. Send me. I think, Lord God, of Isaiah 6, 8, and you, you just let out a cry for someone to be obedient. You said, Who will go for us? And Isaiah stood up and said, Yes, Lord, send me. Hallelujah. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that right now, if you are calling for a teacher, that one of your children will hear this and say, Here I am, Lord. Send me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would use this course, Lord, to strengthen your children, to lift them up, to build them up, to cause them, Lord God, to walk in obedience to the call that you have placed in their lives. And I pray all of this in the fullness of the name of Jesus. And all God's children said, Amen. We'll meet back here in a couple days for lesson three. Until then, get into God's word and allow him to teach you. God bless and take care.